When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Games later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. It's informational. I learned a lot of things. Very informative. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. You know, I think everyone should listen. To now on FM 1071. Eighty-two years ago today, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, the U.S. was attacked at Pearl Harbor. And our entry into World War II was assured and guaranteed. Good morning, San Antonio. It's 507, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, and the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Well, 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 we have ourselves a little controversy in San Antonio. How many times have you and I discussed going soft on crime and how that's been going on in San Antonio, just like San Francisco, who has record amounts of fentanyl deaths now, just like in Austin, just like in Houston. You know what they all have in common? DAs who were backed by George Soros, who paid these DAs to get elected and then, of course, go soft on crime, which is exactly what Soros has done in countries all around the globe, and he's doing it right here in Bear County. Welcome to the party. So we've got the story now from Shane or, or of Shane James, a 34-year-old who is accused, and he is innocent until proven guilty, of killing six people and injuring others in Bear County and Austin this week, charged now with several counts of capital murder. In January of 2022, almost two years ago, James was charged with aggravated assault against his mother, father, and sister. Killed his mom and dad, allegedly, the other day. According to Fox San Antonio, bail records said that James was bonded out by Texas Organizing Project, which is a very radical left-wing organization that is involved in San Antonio and Bear County politics. It is my view and my opinion that Ron Nirenberg would have not been elected mayor had tops not been his streetwalkers knocking on doors. And I, 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 I say that because I remember the reporting at the time that there apparently, I don't know, quid pro quo, I, I have no idea, but... Right after Nirenberg was elected, because of the block walking by Tops with their Tops t-shirts and all that on there, he pushed really hard to organize San Antonio's employees, all of them, into one big union. 
which was a huge issue for business owners in this community. Let me just give you an example, and then we're going to get back to the Shane James story. If, for instance, you owned a restaurant at the airport and you had employees working there, had Nirenberg been successful with what Tops wanted, then all the employees that worked for you at the at the airport, as an example, would have had to be in union. But it's it's worse than that. It was their way of unionizing all of San Antonio because let's just say you own a restaurant there and other restaurants around, and one of your restaurant employees at the airport got sick and you had to replace that person with the other restaurant employee from one of the other locations, well, that restaurant employee would have had to have been unionized as well. So all of your employees would have had to be unionized. And that was kind of a, I don't know, if a political payback or a favor or whatever. But in the past years, TOP, Texas Organizing Project, TOP, has bonded out about between 25 to 30 Bear County jail inmates per month. Now, this is significant because TOP also were streetwalkers for Joe Gonzalez, the DA, and Javier Salazar, the sheriff. Kind of an interesting little triad there, isn't it? A triad of far leftist politicians, right? You've got a mayor, as you well know, who is an extreme leftist. You have a DA who has been hired by George Soros to go soft on crime, in my view. And you got a sheriff who is going after Ron DeSantis, the governor of another state. <laughs> and top Texas organizing projects supporting all of them by walking the streets for all of them. Now, Salazar, the sheriff, yesterday afternoon during a press conference said that the victims were Mr. James's parents, identified as Phyllis James and Shane James Sr., Salazar also said they believed the parents were killed before what happened in Austin. He said the victims were well-known in the community. He said the victims in the assault case stemming from January 6th of 2022. Again, again, almost two years ago. And again, you've got James's parents and his sister, and he was arrested and booked but then that's where the story gets a little interesting because his conditions on his bond were suddenly altered by whom who altered the conditions on his bond because by altering the conditions on his bond it did a couple of things first of all it changed it from no threatening contact with the victims meaning no threatening contact or change to no threatening contact instead of no contact at all. The bond conditions were $500 and no contact with your parents and sister. But somebody, somebody, lowered those and made it just no threatening contact. You can have contact, you just can't have threatening contact with the victims. Which lowered the bond down to $100 which allowed Top to come in and bail him out. Okay, so you would think that it would be over at that point, but no, it's not. Because he gets home, 
and allegedly cuts off his ankle monitor. So, warrants are reissued for his arrest because he's apparently violated the conditions of his bond, right? Cut off his ankle monitor. So, sheriff's deputies go to the house in, in March. I'm sorry. They go to his house in August. They go to his house in August of this year. Dad, who is now deceased, met the sheriff's deputies, and Shane allegedly, according to the reporting, ran upstairs into his room where he apparently shoved the bed in front of the door so the deputies couldn't get in there. So he knew, right? And apparently stripped off all of his clothes and was laying on the bed. So when they got upstairs, the deputies couldn't push the door open because the bed was in front of the door. But Dad was able to open a little bit enough where the sheriff's deputies could see him laying nude on the bed. And, of course, he's not going to come out. So the sheriff's deputies say to Dad, according to the reporting here by Salazar's office, hey, we'll come back later. Give us a call. And we'll come back later. Dad never called. That was in August. This is December. So this case and this issue with this guy has been going on for years now. We're coming up on, in just a few weeks, the two-year anniversary of the original arrest warrants being made, the lowering of the bond, the altering by somebody of his conditions for bond. Top, Texas Organizing Project, a very left-wing political organization, going and bailing him out. Then the deputies going, and here's another question I have about the deputies. Did somebody call them off? Because it just seems really weird to me. I don't know. Just just weird to me that a couple of deputies would make that decision when they've got a warrant in hand to you know take this guy into custody, uh, th- that the deputies would make their own decision without a commander above them, right? Without somebody above them saying, hey, no, y'all can leave. I, I just don't. I, I don't I don't imagine that the deputies would make that decision on their own. Hey, we're out of here. Just give us a call, Dad. It seems to me that somebody higher up would say, yeah, y'all get on out of there. And they got on out of there. Dad never called, and now Dad's dead. So is Mom. Six people dead. Once again, because, in my view, Bear County went soft on crime. Because somebody altered the bond, top, a far leftist organization who is in favor of bailing out criminals, in favor of getting these guys out of jail, in favor of reform, judicial reform, and many other left-wing policies that this city has been pushing and this mayor has been pushing. And now we kind of know why, in my view. Uh, When you have a, a very strong political organization willing to streetwalk for you, knock on doors, get you elected, don't you think, you know, the way politics works, can you imagine there'd be some sort of quid pro quo? Can you imagine that? Like in the in the Nirenberg case of him trying to unionize employees for San Antonio, can you imagine a quid pro quo, so, something about, hey, man, you know, lower the bonds on these people and we'll bail them out? I don't know. 
questions that are rumbling in my mind today. But this is not unique to San Antonio, I hate to tell you. Where George Soros has been able to put these people in place across the country, they have gone soft on crime, and innocent civilians, people just living their lives, like a guy riding a bicycle in Austin a couple of days ago who got shot. Innocent civilians, not doing anything, living their lives, are the victims because DAs and others across this country have been put into place to go soft on crime. We have a story this morning, illegal alien gets two life sentences for stabbing beloved grandmother to death in her home. And I'll just give you a real quick synopsis of that story. He comes into the country illegally, you know, welcomed here by Joe Biden. Come on in. He steals a truck or gets a truck over in Arizona and drives on I-10 until he gets to Houston. When he gets to Houston, he starts sleeping in this neighborhood and needs to take a shower and eat something and charge up his phone. So he sees this elderly lady, and he knocks on her door. I want to come in and take a shower and eat some food and charge up my phone. She says, no, I don't think so. Well, then he breaks in. And then he starts to stab her, and he stabs her all day. It takes all day while he's cooking. While he's washing her, his clothes, while he's charging his phone, he goes back and stabs her again until eventually she dies. She was a beloved member of the Catholic Church. She was parish secretary at Holy Ghost Catholic Church there in Houston. She was a 75-year-old grandmother that this illegal alien summarily killed while she was doing nothing but begging for her life. Please don't do this. Begging for her life. But here's, again, the Soros DA part. Harris County District Attorney Kim Ogg, a Democrat, backed by George Soros, sought to cover this up. Sought to cover up the fact that he was an illegal alien. Because when she put out the statement about the crime... Well, he was just an Arizona man. Not one word about the fact that he broke our laws to come into the country illegally and that the soft-on-crime DAs let him do these kind of things. No, he's, he's just an Arizona man. So when you hear me say that our government is our biggest opponent, they have declared war on you. The government has. Whether it's at the local level, the state level, or the federal level, the government has declared war on you. And they are going soft on crime and letting people like this out. And I'm guessing quid pro quo exchange for, you know, marching in the streets and doing whatever and knocking on doors. I, I, I don't know. It seems that way to me. And here we face violence, crime, and danger in our streets every day. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Those in the military are called upon to make extreme. 0599 Good morning. Great show this morning. You started off running, getting my eyes wide open. Great info you're exposing. And by the way, here's some more info about top. Look at this city councilman, John Courage. They also, yes, 
we're we're working on behalf of the Courage campaign to get John Courage elected. So, you know, he recently, a couple of weeks ago, did that gun buyback program over at the Alamo Dome. Wouldn't it be interesting, because one of the things that they said, that Top said in their statement about bailing out this guy before he allegedly went and killed these people, one of the things that they said in their statement was, well, we're going to review our bail program, our bonding program, but also, hey, we need to deal with gun crime. Gun crime is a big deal. Gun crime is a big problem. That was Top's statement about this guy who allegedly shot his parents and others on Tuesday, that they got to do, we got to deal with gun crime. Wouldn't it be interesting to find out? We know John Courage wants to be mayor, right? He has aspirations to be mayor. And he's going to have to have some street walkers, right? He's going to have to have some door knockers, people going around to homes and saying, vote for John Courage. Wouldn't it be interesting if the gun buyback program was something that they wanted done? Very interesting stuff. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Jaime, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you. Man, dude, like you woke up eating your Cheerios or something because you are on on fire today. Um, the thing is, is like the people who didn't vote are just as complicit as the people who voted for all these people. Are in. When you don't Absolutely. vote, you're you're voting for this, and that's it. I mean, I voted against all this. I mean, I, I've always tried to, but we can't win if nobody votes, especially when we only have 13% of the city voting yeah. that's uh, eligible to vote. I mean, because that, that helps them yeah. many times by not voting. That That's a vote for yes for this. And for a sheriff, I mean, it's sad that all our, all our law enforcement is pretty much a, pol- a politician wing of the Democratic Party, the liberals. I mean, our sheriff department is so supportive of this stuff, and he – he acts like he's tough on crime, but he hasn't talked about that they let him go, that they let him, that they failed to arrest him years ago for for his, or a couple months back for his, for violating his his conditions. Yeah, I mean they they all they all did this, but at the same time the parents that just let this happen too. I mean they they said, oh we'll call you and didn't call back, knowing what was going on and not speaking out and not doing nothing about it. I mean. It, it was just a failure of everything, and it, it all starts with when when you vote for these people to come in, yeah. and when you don't vote for the people you want. They need to get out and vote. Yeah, very well said, Jaime. I, I got to let you go. Thank you very much for your call this morning. Five twenty eight two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. CNN turning on Biden? No, that ain't gonna happen. Uh, uh, but some interesting polling from them coming right up. Trey Ware, KTSA. I feel like I say. Well, today, today, city council is going to approve an $85 million tax increase today. Yeah. Well, running taxes through CPS, of course, but they will approve an $85 million tax increase today. Aren't you excited? $85 million a year. Aren't you excited about that? You get to pay $85 million more per year in taxes here in San Antonio. So, uh, Joe Biden is old. Joe Biden has physical and cognitive issues, and Joe Biden's polling is going into the toilet. Let's go to uh, cut number one here, Jimmy, where Joe was speaking yesterday at the White House to the Tribal Nations Summit. Now, Biden being Biden, he wanted to pander to Native Americans. And the way he chose, you know how he does that when he talks to 18-wheeler companies? I drove 18 wheelers. You know how he panders to everybody, right? I was raised in Cuba. <laughs> when he's talking to Cuban Americans. I was raised by Puerto Ricans in New York. 
I mean, the guy. Every time he talks to somebody, he's pandering to them, right? And it's all it's all a bag of lies, and we've all come to expect those lies. And he told another one yesterday. He was saying that he wanted to play lacrosse, which was a sport that was invented by Native Americans. I really wanted to play it. In fact, let's listen to him telling the tribal nations why he couldn't play lacrosse. I wanted to play lacrosse, but you had to choose between lacrosse and football. You couldn't play both in the same season. Since I was a powerful six foot, 158-pound flankerback, I was a runner-up of state scoring championship. Don't laugh, man. As they say in football, I got soft hands. It gets a lot. Okay, uh, I was a state champion running back for my high school team. Uh, so I couldn't play lacrosse because lacrosse is in the same season as football. That's not true. <laughs> lacrosse and football are not in the same season. But what makes it even worse? They didn't have lacrosse at his high school until 1993. There's no way he could have played lacrosse or even had the option because lacrosse didn't exist at his high school until recent memory. This is Joe. As he read the teleprompter yesterday saying, we can't let Putin win, say it again, we can't let Putin win. (laughs) The say it again is an instruction to him to say it again. We can't let Putin win. Say it again. We can't let Putin win. He has no idea what he's reading. In fact, the White House, as they often do, they go back and they alter the transcript after the event. And what they did with that one was they added owl at the beginning. So we can't let Putin win. I'll say it again. We can't let Putin win. He's not fooling anybody. He's not. Everybody can see what's going on with Joe Biden. He's got significant cognitive decline. He's got significant physical decline as well. Uh, He shuffles and can barely move around. And that's not picking on him. That's just reality of where we are, and that's also exposing the reality of the situation because ABC dresses him up to sound great. But you heard that soundbite right there. You heard him slurring his words. And, of course, cut number four here, Jimmy. He wanted to bring up his encounter with a little girl in, in national parks. Go right ahead. I restored protections for my predecessor, gutted by my predecessor, uh, at three national monuments. Grand Staircase and Bears, Ear, Bears Ears. And by the way, you know how that happened? I was in a plane and a little girl came up to me and she said, Mr. President, can you take care of Bears Ears? And I, I, said, I thought she said, can I take care of her ears? I said, what, honey? She said, Beers is. It's really important. And guess what? She was dead right. So he flubbed up the name of a national monument, which, you know, we all can do. It's possible. But then instead of saying, oops, I didn't mean Beers ears. That's what I had last night. I meant Bears ears. Instead of that, he makes up this story about a little girl coming up to him on an airplane going, Mr. Puebit, will you make Bears ears important? That didn't happen, folks. CNN poll out yesterday, 42% say the economy and the cost of living is the top issue. Way ahead of number two, which is 
immigration. Two issues in which the Republicans, and Donald Trump specifically, are socking the hail out of Joe Biden and the Biden administration. Biden's approval is at 37%, the lowest ever. 63% of all Americans polled by CNN disapprove of Joe Biden. 71%. Rate the economic conditions of this country as poor under Joe Biden. 67% say Joe is terrible on the economy. Now, why is that important? Because on issues like abortion, you're going to have red line up against blue, and they're going to shoot back and forth at each other. Boom, 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 boom. On other social issues, you know, whether or not we ought to be sexualizing children in school and showing them porn in school and all that, that blue is going to line up against red, and they're going to fire at each other. Boom, 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 back and forth. But when it comes to the economy, it doesn't matter if you're blue, red, black, yellow, brown, green, purple. Some other, you know, shade of whatever color. And it doesn't matter what little stupid letter you put behind your name either. Everybody deals with the economy. Inflation hits the American dream. It now costs a staggering $3.4 million to get married, to buy a home, to raise children, to cover health care, and then finally retire. And I could break it all down for you. I've got all the numbers right here. But these numbers have never, ever been higher than what they are right now. If you want to pursue what made this country great, the American dream, getting married, getting a home, raising children, covering health care, eventually putting enough money away to retire, it's going to cost you, in Joe's economy, at least $3.4 million to do that. Here's the problem. The average American working their working years at seventy-two dollars to $75,000 a year, which is the median income in America, they only make $2 million. 2.3. So this administration has shoved the American dream out of the reach of most Americans. And I don't care what you call yourself. <laughs> I don't care if you got off on the debate last night or or whatever. That affects everybody. Everybody feels the pinch. And that's why 71% say the economy under Joe Biden is performing terribly. That's 71% of all Americans. And that's why 67% of all Americans, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, and nothing, disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of the economy. Maybe he should have pursued that career as a football player. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Here's a question for you. Have you got dull knives? James, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, James. Good morning. You made the comment that Joe should possibly beat that his chances in football. I don't think that's correct. I think you ought to go out for basketball and go out for the Spurs. He's got an insider there to pull for him. I'm not, you weren't really, you know, your, your phone was kind of not really all that clear, so I'm not understanding totally uh, what you said, but thank you, James. I appreciate the call. Um, so I'm going to, I have, I've have I've made a decision that I'm going to forego playing for you today the sound from last night's debate because. 
as the people that work with me will tell you one thing I just absolutely hate is wasting your time. You can go make more money, you know, but you can't make more time. And I feel like I'd be wasting your time if we played stuff from last night's debate. I'll just give you a real quick summary. The first question was from Megan Kelly asking Ron DeSantis if he should drop out, saying that your poll numbers are terrible. Tim Scott did it. Why don't you just quit the race? Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy held up a sign in a very viral moment that, you know, he's going to get these memes that people are going to write on the sign. But the sign said, Nikki equals corrupt. The biggest part of last night, uh, the fire b- between Chris Christie as he went after Vivek and Vivek telling Christie, leave here and go eat. <laughs> so, other than that, that's about it. Um, y- you really are at two people who are going to emerge out of this, and that's Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley, by the way, has a lot of questionable stuff behind her because she's been receiving money from Democrat mega donors. And with her rise in the polls, I just have to question whether or not that's a media creation because I believe that it it possibly could be a media creation. Uh, Clearly, out of these two, it's going to be Ron DeSantis, who is the better choice out of these two. Nikki is a rhino who believes in big government policies, who believes in big government, all of those things, and and Ron DeSantis not. So it's going to come down to those two. These other guys, last night was just, to me, this has been an exercise in futility and really a waste of time. All right, But that's what happened last night during the uh, Republican uh, debate. It was not anything worth, in my view, anything worth spending a whole lot of time on. That's it there in a nutshell. Uh, Donald Trump continues to lead these people. And last night's debate is not going to do anything at all to change that fact. You're not going to find anything at this point that's going to change that fact. They're going to arrest Donald Trump again. They're going to put him in jail. They're going to do all those things and maybe eliminate him per, you know, for, for, completely from, from the planet. All of those things could be happening. But as far as these debates are concerned, they have no effect on this race whatsoever. More than 12,000 illegal immigrants crossed the border yesterday. The highest daily total ever recorded. But wait just a minute. Cut number two has KJP, President Biden, Kamala Harris, Alejandro Mayorkas, and others telling us, hey, the border is secure. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president has worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much better, than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. We have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure. Those are all the top Democrat officials from this administration lying to you over and over again about how secure the border is. 
again yesterday, 12,000 illegal immigrants came into this country in one day. That's the highest daily total ever recorded in the history of our country. The last year of the Biden presidency has seen the highest ever numbers continuing to climb. And now somewhere around 300,000. Somewhere around 300,000 per month are coming into the United States. We're up to, according to uh, which figures you look at, we're up to somewhere around 15 million that have come in 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 just the three years that Joe Biden has been president. And asked about this on television two nights ago, the Department of Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas said, well, obviously what we need is we've got to have amnesty for these people. And building a wall is violence to our fundamental values in this country. In other words, Mayorkas is saying that building a border wall, limiting asylum, and doing a better job of securing the border is violence to our fundamental values, which they absolutely 100% believe that we need no border, that we need to erase all borders and have just migration back and forth, the same exact thing that absolutely killed Europe is what they're doing here to the United States now. This administration is in favor of an open border, and again, you have these guys coming in who are criminals. And the 12,000, the highest number that we've ever seen, the 12,000 coming into the country are young military-aged men who now the Democrats say they want to put each and every one of those young military-aged men in the United States military. Lines and lines and lines of young military-aged men from China. Lines and lines of young military-aged men from Africa. Lines and lines of young military-aged men from all over the Middle East including nations that hate the United States. If this is not an invasion, I don't know what it is. It's clear that this administration is aiding and and abetting an invasion of the United States of America. That's why I call Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, Kamala Harris, and the rest of them in this administration treasonous traitors to this country their prime charge of the constitution is to protect and defend our borders that's it and they have done exactly the opposite they are allowing and aiding and helping with your money and your resources an invasion into this country by young military age men numbers like we have never seen before alex jones is going to be on tucker alex predicted 9 11 in july of 2001 you want to hear it cut number five jimmy here he goes 2001 july alex jones i restored protections for- now the joint chiefs of staff wanted to blow up airliners baltimore sun or if you let some terrorist group drew it like the world trade center we know who to blame and if there was an outside threat like a bin laden who was a known cia asset in the 80s he's the boogeyman they need 
So that was Alex Jones in July of 2001. Of course, the buildings were knocked down in September just a couple of months later. Tucker, Tucker Carlson will interview and drop an interview today with Alex Jones. Uh, One quick question, though, I just had about this while I was thinking about this. Why are students at Harvard and MIT and University of Pennsylvania able to call for genocide of Jews, the killing of Jews, and the eradication of Jews? And that's okay by those organizations, but Alex Jones is banned on a number of platforms across the country. We'll take a quick break. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware for Texas Rhino Shield. Tight and bright and good morning. Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. 82 years ago today, December 7th, 1941, the United States viciously attacked by the Empire of Japan in a day which shall live in infamy. All that happening in Pearl Harbor 82 years ago today. And I mention it because nobody else is. They're just skating on by it now as if it never even happened. 9-11 will fall to the dustbin of history eventually as well uh, if we don't continue to remind ourselves how vulnerable we really are. Speaking of vulnerable, the San Antonio Spurs 15-game losing streak. Only three wins this year. Why? Well, because Pop decided it was more important to take shots at Donald Trump and fans who boo rather than coach arguably the greatest prospect for the NBA, Wembenyama, that we have seen in the NBA probably since Michael Jordan, LeBron James. And it's going to be a real shame that this immense talent is going to be wasted under the tutelage of a so-so coach who is more interested in politics than he is in making a great basketball team. I don't really care what happens to the Spurs from here on out. I just like to point out that Popovich is screwed up. City Council will approve an $85 million tax increase today. Of course, they're going to run it through your CPS rates, but it's an $85 million tax increase. Tomorrow morning, I predict that we will be talking about the approval of the, quote, rate increase, which is an $85 million tax increase on the rate payers of CPS. Let's talk about Shane James, accused now, and he's innocent until proven guilty of all charges. He's now accused of killing six people and injuring others in Bear County and Austin in that rampage that happened between Bear County and Austin earlier this week. He's charged with several counts of capital murder. But he's got a little bit of an interesting history and a, a twist that involves a radical far leftist organization in our area. You see, in January of 22, he was charged with aggravated assault against his mother, father, and sister. And according to bail records, he was bonded out by Texas Organizing uh, Project. Texas Organizing Project is a pusher of extreme, radical, far-left ideology. Soft on crime, gather up the guns, I could go on and on and on what they push. Top, in the past years, they have bonded out about 25 to 30 Bear County jail inmates per month in this whole push for bail reform. They want to get to no cash bail. They want to you know, get these people out. 
Just so happens, though, that they have been block walking for prominent politicians in our area. I told you years ago that I didn't believe Ron Nirenberg would have been the mayor without top being streetwalkers for him, knocking on doors, vote for Mayor Nirenberg. And isn't it funny, not ha-ha funny, but ironic funny, that after he was elected, he ended up pushing one of top's major um, ideas that they wanted to push here in San Antonio, which was making all San Antonio employees union contract employees. That's how unions and union organizers make their money because you have to pay the dues, right? And then they become very powerful because then they can take all those people and motivate all those people to give that money so they can give it to particular candidates. But anyway, Ron Nuremberg ended up pushing that. It didn't, it didn't pass, but he ended up pushing that after his election, after top walked blocks as streetwalkers for him. Pretty interesting. Recently, John Courage, a couple of weeks ago, he did a gun buyback program. Top is against guns. He wants to be the mayor. I wonder if they're going to be streetwalkers for him. Anyway, Salazar, the sheriff, yesterday afternoon at a press conference, he said the victims killed here were James's parents, Phyllis James and Shane James. Salazar said the victims in the assault cases came from January of 2022, almost two years ago as we stand here now. He was arrested and booked. However, someone altered the conditions of his bond. The original conditions were a cash bail, of course, and no contact with the victims, which would have been his mom, his dad, and his sister, according to Salazar. But somebody changed it to make it easier to bail him out by changing it from no contact to no threatening contact with the victims and reducing the cash amount of his bond, of his bail making it easier for somebody like Top to come in and bail the dude out. I call this soft on crime. When you hear me talking about the soft on crime policies that are happening here in Bear County, in Los Angeles, in Chicago, in Houston, in Austin, in New York, all of these are DAs that were bought and paid for by George Soros and his money. That's what you get. You get them doing their little games like we've been talking about for the past several weeks about how they ride a case until the judge says, we can't hear this case because the time has expired. Slow walking these cases, reducing the charges on these cases, and in this case, somebody somewhere altered the man's bond and changed it to make it easier for him to bond out, which is what he did. But then, but then, apparently, he cut off his ankle monitor. And so, and that happened in March, and so warrants were reissued for him. Now, in August, deputies went to his home, and when they got there, he ran upstairs and the deputies followed with the dad. 
And as they tried to open the door, they couldn't open the bedroom door. The dad was able to push it open a little bit, and they found that he had allegedly pushed his bed to block the door and then stripped off his clothes, and he was nude in the bed. And the, and the sheriff's deputies said, hey, man, we got a warrant for you. And, of course, he didn't respond and wouldn't come out. So the sheriff's deputies at that point said, we're out. Dad, why don't you just call us when he's out of the bedroom and we'll come back with our warrant. Now, look, I, I don't know who the deputies were, but I can't imagine that deputies that were there to serve a warrant would have left without serving the warrant just telling Dad to call. Dad never did call. Now Dad's dead. Without somebody higher up, and I don't know, I, I just what I'm thinking, somebody higher up would have told the deputies, hey, y'all go ahead and get out of there. I can't imagine the deputies would turn and walk on that deal. So now we know, according to all the information that's available, all the reporting and the press conferences, that he allegedly killed his parents and then went to Austin and killed other people. Six people, six people are now dead. Others are shot and injured. One guy was just a bicycle rider up in Austin, just riding his bicycle, and blam, 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 he got shot. And all of this could have been prevented. But what's interesting is the politics involved. I already told you that they block-walked for Nirenberg and got him elected. They block-walked for Javier Salazar and got him elected. And a block walked for the DA, Joe Gonzalez, and helped get him elected. And then the bond on these people is being reduced, and they're coming in and paying the bond so that these people get out. Who's reducing the bond requirements? Who's reducing the cash bail requirements? And why is this organization that supports far leftist policies going in and paying the bond to get these people out? And how is it all running together that they are going out and block walking for these guys who have influence in our community to push these far leftist ideals through to make it policy? Those are all very interesting questions don't know we're going to get to the answers of many of them but when you have soft on crime politicians you end up with six people dead that is the result you know we got soft on crime politicians dealing with the immigration issue right now we got this one guy that uh, broke into the country out in arizona got in a truck, was driving across the country on I-10, ended up in Houston, was sleeping in a neighborhood, saw an old lady, old lady. She was a secretary at her Catholic church, 73-year-old. He goes up and knocks on the door, says, hey, I want some food, I want a shower, and I want to charge my phone. She said, no, I don't think you're coming in here. Well, he came on in anyway, and he spent the day stabbing her, Spent the day cooking, spent the day, oh, doing his laundry, spent the day charging his phone while stabbing her throughout the day. It's not like he stabbed her and she died right away. It took him all day to kill her. He got two life sentences the other day, but soft on crime DA, DA Og from Harris County, 
when reporting about this and putting out the statement about this, he wasn't an illegal alien, you see. That, no, that's pejorative. He, he was just a man from Arizona. A man from Arizona came to Houston and killed that little old lady. The criminals are being unleashed on the law-abiding citizens of this country. You need to know about it. The mainstreamers are not telling you these stories. They're not telling you about these backroom deals that I believe are being made. They're not telling you about these organizations that are bonding criminals out. And they're not telling you about George Soros and these DAs working to go soft on crime and bring more violence and more crime to the streets of America as they have done in countries around the globe at Soros' behest. 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about Amogee Bank and how great it is to know our friends at Amogee Bank. Your family bank is Amogee. Here for your bank with all kinds of products and services to help your family's financial condition, whatever that might be. If you need money, you need to borrow money, they've got it to loan, of course, more than $12 billion in assets is what they have over at Amogee Bank. But they got real people there that care about fa- These are family folks. That's what it is at Amogee so they care about families. Whether it's your personal family business or your family business, if you have a family business or you're thinking about starting a family business, you won't find a better banking and financial partner than Amogee Bank. They truly are the best of the best of the best. I hope you'll check them out at AmogeeBank.com or stop in one of their more than 80 branch locations and just say hi. Trey Ware told me to come by. Amogee Bank, Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. The holiday season is right around the corner. And Happy New Year from all of us. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, 622 Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Let's go to your calls. And, Rudy, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning, Trey. Uh, you know, you touched on something really interesting, and uh, I don't think it's by accident. They're flooding our nation with illegal aliens that are doing bad things. Violent crime is on the rise, and bills are being introduced even today in Congress to limit and strip us of our Second Amendment. So we don't even have a way to defend ourselves. Uh, that's a million percent correct. That's why I talk about it all the time, Rudy. That's exactly right. They are trying to strip you of your right to be able to defend yourself while they are emptying out the jails, lowering bond, making it easy, having these far left-wing radical organizations pay the bonds for these criminals to get out and you know kill six people. That's, that's the result of what you got. And, of course, the illegal aliens who are young men of military age who are flowing in here 12 1,000, 12,000 came in yesterday, the highest number in the history of our country. Hey, Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, If we had an FBI, and actually I'm thinking more, I'm going to petition Abbott as well. If we had the the Texas Department of of, uh, Public Safety, there's a lot of money being made by politicians somewhere along the line here on this thing. And the way I, I think the way the only way we're going to stop this is to attack the money and to start start going after the politicians and who are who are getting paid off by the cartels for for permitting this type of illegal this this rampant mass this crazy mass immigration because I, I that's the only I, I think we've got just a, 
systemic corruption, which has always existed, but uh, I think is existing to a larger level now. I think we got systemic corruption in all the pol- in politicians, especially at the federal level and maybe at the state level as well. That is uh, is permitting this this uh, illegal. Uh, activity. Mark, I think you're a million percent correct. We have corruption at the state level, the local level, and the federal level where this is concerned. I have said over and over again, Joe Biden's administration is the largest human trafficker on planet Earth. They are working, in my estimation, from what I can see, alongside of the cartels to bring as many people into the United States illegally as possible. Joe said it in 2015, that there would be a constant stream of people as soon as he was in power. And I played the sound. This was back in 2015. A constant stream of people coming into this country like we have never seen before to change America at its fundamentals. And that's exactly what they're doing. As far as what's happening with these politicians, the only answer that I can come up with is it's quid pro quo. That's what I'm thinking. That if an organization that wants to push left-wing policies goes to a politician and says, we'll be streetwalkers for you and knock on doors for you and get you elected all you got to do is push our particular ideals and, and and our policies after you are elected it could be a policy about organizing the the city workers into unions right and that way everybody has got to be in a union we talked about that before and so we'll knock on doors for you we'll walk the streets for you if in fact you'll do that it can be something as easily as we'll walk the door we'll walk the streets for you knock on doors for you if you begin to make it easier to bond and bail these people out cheaper lowering it so that we don't have to pay as much to get these people out it can be as simple as saying if you'll do a gun buyback program because we're against guns we want guns to be taken away from law-abiding citizens if you do a gun buyback program we'll walk the streets for you it can be as easy as that and that's what we call or what i call in my estimation quid pro quo So, Mark, again, you are correct. Politics and politicians are the most corrupt individuals on planet Earth. They would sell the souls of their mother to be able to do what they do because it's about power, but it's also a huge amount of money that these guys are making. Brent, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah, Trey, this is Brent. Um, I'm coming. uh, It's more of a traffic alert. I'm coming from Houston uh, towards Lockhart on I-10 going westbound. For those who are coming out of San Antonio, uh, coming eastbound on I-10, you can get to Luling okay, but five miles east of Luling, there's a major traffic accident that has shut down the freeway. Two, uh, two apparently two, what it looks like, uh, two 18-wheelers, uh, one hit the other one from behind. Ooh. And the one, that got, the one that got hit is on fire. Ooh. Uh, has smoke coming out of the top. There's emergency vehicles already on the scene. Okay. All right, that's the, uh, and, you're, and you're uh, saying that's it's, westbound. It's at least a five. It's, it's at least a five mile backup. I see eighteen wheelers after eighteen wheeler after eighteen wheeler trying to get by. Yeah, right. and they're just they're at a standstill. And that's westbound I ten five miles east of Luling that you're talking about, Brent. 
Right. I just left Houston a couple hours ago. I'm in, I'm in front of a Loves here in Luling. I just pulled off to the side to make the call. Okay. Thank you very much, Brent. I thank you for that call. All right. So if you're coming to San Antonio on uh, I-10, get ready for major delays over there. Lifestyles Unlimited and Financial Freedom, Livestream.com, here for you for your financial freedom. Isn't that great that that's what they call the website because that's what it's all about, your financial freedom. And it's really something amazing. We talk about how 401Ks, yesterday we had the story 401ks are down 25 percent uh that pensions are off about 12 percent etc etc yeah inflation and taxes will eat up what you have put away if you don't have a strategy and a great strategy to hedge against inflation and taxes in the future for your retirement is putting together a real estate portfolio working real estate i know people that retired in about three years now, I'm not saying that your results are going to be like that. You you have to work this program. But I, what I am saying is it can be done because I personally know people who did it. But they'll show you at Lifestyles Unlimited how you can retire in five years or less. Just go to the website and check it out, financialfreedomlivestream.com. Use my name as your promo code because they got all kinds of great discounts for you. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com. Promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Brace yourself for the ultimate education info coming up for you here in a couple of seconds. What the Biden administration did yesterday and what one school district over in Florida is doing for their students. We'll get to that coming right up at first 637. Trey Ware here on KTSA. I hope you're having a great Thursday. It is December 7th. We will never forget December 7th, 1941, 82 years ago today. Uh, today is the day that the San Antonio Commie Council, <laughs> that's what it is. The San Antonio Commie Council is going to approve an $85 million tax increase. Um, that's because the money or money-eating monster of the Commie Council just can't get enough. This year alone, CPS, your energy company, energy company, by the way, for people that are outside of San Antonio who don't get a vote on what the Commie Council is going to do today, um, that same company, it's a well-run company, by the way, does a pretty decent job of delivering power. Have they screwed up before? Absolutely they have. But this year alone, they gave $441 or thereabouts million dollars to the city of San Antonio. Now, just if you want to look at it one way, $441 million in profit that they had that they gave to the city of San Antonio so the commie council could spread it around and buy votes with it. So with $441 million in profit that they could turn over to the city, what do they need another $85 million from you for? $85 million a year, by the way. And they're going to come back next year, and they're going to want another 4% rate increase. And the next year, and the next year, and the next year, what's going on? Well, the money-eating monster that is the San Antonio Commie Council, I think they're seeing what's going to be happening with property taxes. There are some changes that are happening with property taxes. People are getting fed up with having to pay all this through their property taxes to support these bloated, oversized, left-wing radical organizations that we call municipal government. 
And so people are starting to say, wait just a minute, you know, uh, the largest share of my property taxes goes to schooling that's not working for us, turning out illiterate people, not even functionally illiterate, just illiterate. They can't even function in society. And then all the local governments that get their nose in the trough when it comes to property taxes. And the San Antonio Commie Council's looking at that and going, hey, <laughs> that bloodline of property taxes, things are going to start changing there. But I tell you what we can do. We can increase people's CPS rates or their energy rates, and they can't fight against that. You know why? Because uh, they have to have electricity. It's, it's to the point with Bidenomics the way it is, people try to decide now, do I heat or do I eat? That's a real question that people are dealing with. Do I heat or do I eat? But you see, when, you, when you're a commie as part of the commie council in San Antonio and you are a money-eating machine because your political existence exists and rests on how much money you can get and spread around and buy votes with, you don't really care about somebody sitting in a 1,000-square-foot home in downtown San Antonio deciding whether or not they are going to heat or eat. You don't really care. All you care about is power. And in order for power to become yours, you have to have money. Money buys you power. And that's why the commie council today will approve it. Now, I just mentioned a couple of seconds ago, there are people outside of San Antonio who don't get a vote on this, but yet they will have their rates increased as well. But they don't get a vote. They don't have a say-so. Oh, that's taxation without representation as far as I'm concerned. But here's the deal. They don't call it a tax. It's a rate increase because, you know, we got to buy more wires. we got to put up some more poles for wires. I'm telling you it's not about that. It's not about that. I heard the mayor the other day say, yeah, we didn't invest in the infrastructure for CPS. For over a decade, nobody spent any money with the infrastructure for CPS, and so now we're having to pay catch-up. Oh, crap, Ola. I'm sorry I used that word. Oh, bullcorn. I've heard that over and over for 50 years. I've heard that. We have to catch up. The infrastructure is crumbling. We're not investing in the infrastructure. Well, that's your fault. That's not Mr. Gonzalez's fault or Mrs. Smith's problem. That's your fault. If you mismanaged your organization, that's your problem, not mine. But it has nothing to do with that. As far as these guys are concerned, this is a tax increase. $85 million a year. And this time tomorrow morning, we'll be talking about how they uh, approved the tax increase. Now, the media is going to call it a rate increase. That's what they're going to call it. And your bill is only going to go up $4.50 a month. Watch. Watch tomorrow. You'll see what I'm talking about. Your bill is going to expect your bill in February to be about $4.50 higher, says the talking head on TV. That's all it is. It's just $4.50. I don't care if it's five cents. They made a profit of $441 million and gave that profit to the city, and now they want $85 million more a year out of you. Rain, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Hi, Trey. Thank you so much for calling a tax because when I'm talking to people about this, I try to tell them this is not a rate increase. This is an indirect tax from the city and how much money is going to them. 
Um, I have a real problem with CPS because they give us this tired line about, well, we need to fix tire, old infrastructure. But yet, you know, I live in northeast Indiana district, uh, I'm sorry, northeast uh, uh, San Antonio uh, District 10. We have old aging infrastructure over here. I see a new CPS uh, building out here, but I don't see any aging infrastructure repaired. I have 68 streetlights that I have reported. None of them have been replaced. You know, I don't see any repairs going on out here. Yet they want to. They have our last coal plant slated to be uh, revamped to something else. They are not having any sustainability for the growth in our area, or um, for the area to produce power sustainably to our people. We have rolling blackouts all the time given to us whenever there's a hint of wind, and and there's no accountability from this company. I called yesterday about the streetlights that are still out runs of 15 and 13 streetlights on Versbach Parkway between uh, Wetmore Road and jones Maltzberger. And and they said, well, we'll get to them when we get to them. We're, we're, we're really delayed. And there's no accountability, you know. And yeah. they want they, they us to pay for their, their aging out uh, employees. Where is their business plan to allow for these people? Everybody else, you, you, you have small business. You have to account for retiring employees. Um, you know, every company that I've worked for has to account for retiring employees. Why do taxpayers have to account for their aging out employees? Mm-hmm. I have neighbors, 63% of my of my neighborhood is elderly people on fixed incomes. Mm-hmm. That $4.50 is, is going to increase everything. It's going to increase their grocery bills beyond what they've already increased, their fuel bill. Everything is increasing, but their income is not increasing, and they're hurting, and I can't help them. I don't. Yeah. Rain, thank you very much for the call. I Look, the obvious answer to all of this is competition. You know, competition sharpens all blades, and that would make this situation a whole lot better if the people could choose where they were going to go. Uh, untying CPS from the city of San Antonio would also be uh, something that, that should make sense because, you know what, governments are not supposed to own these things. <laughs> they're not. The original foundation of our country, government, is not supposed to own this. You're supposed to go on the open market and buy it, whether it's your health care, your electricity, or whatever. They're not supposed to. And so the problem is, though, when you make the government, uh, when you put the government in, in business, well, they have all the levers of power, and they can do anything they want to to you. And as you said, there's no accountability whatsoever. They don't have to be accountable to you or me or anybody else listening to us right now. And as far as the aging infrastructure, listen, guys, I've heard that story for 50 years when it comes to any of these utilities. And it's amazing. We have to play catch-up, said Ron Nirenberg on television the other day. We have to play catch-up. Really? How come, how come nobody ever gets caught up? <laughs> if we're going to play catch-up with all these public utilities... And we got to have another rate increase because we're playing catch-up. How come they never get caught up? (laughs) Why do we sit here and still have aging, crumbling infrastructure when we have paid rate increase after rate increase after rate increase to get caught up? We got more people moving in here. You don't understand how it works, Trey. We got a whole bunch of new people coming in here. Yes, I do understand how it works. And with all those new people coming in here, you got many, many new lines of revenue streams. Every one of those folks that hook up and sign up with you, that's another revenue stream. 
It's all about taxing you. It's about taking your money away from you, your hard-earned money away from you. And they discovered years ago, if they did it through utilities, such as the phone company, because we got to put internets out there, we got to give free phones to people out there in the, in the hinterlands, to the cow country, so we're going to charge everybody a rate increase on your phone bill. It's not a rate increase, it's taxes. It spread the wealth around. It's a tax increase on your phone bill so that they can give people in the rural areas internet connection and so on and so forth. When the people in the in the rural areas, and I used to be one. I owned a ranch, lived on a ranch for years. If you want it, you go buy it. But, see, you can't buy votes that way. If you rely completely on the free market and capitalism, you can't buy votes that way. So the commie, and I meant it when I said the commie council, they want to buy more votes. And if they've got a major revenue stream that's going to be affected and altered by these changes that are happening to property taxes, well, then they've got to increase their current revenue streams, which is increasing your rates with the utility company. Something you got to have. Are you going to heat or are you going to eat? Well, if they continue to go up on your rates, you won't be able to do either very soon. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Here's a question for you. Have you got dull knives? Yeah, 655 at KTSA. Merry Christmas. We love you. All right, so going back to our previous conversation about uh, this tax increase that the commie council is going to vote for today and how this is nothing more than a tax increase because one of their li- their major line of, of uh, stream of revenue is going to be altered and changed and so if politicians are going to buy votes then they've got to have your money it's a money eating monster the same is true on a federal level as well okay all politics is infected infected with this so yesterday joe biden announced another five billion dollar in student loan debt forgiveness well first of all there is no such thing it just means truck drivers are going to be paying the student loans for these whiny namby pamby little weak kneed babies that come out of these liberal institutions and so far against the ruling of the supreme court joe has already forgiven 132 billion dollars in student loans it's something that he and barack obama along with the bush family corrupted for many many years do you know why we're in this position in in the uh, obamacare act of 2010 basically the government took over student loans to where now the government holds 92 percent of the student loans in america and then what they did was they changed it. Instead of paying the loan back like $300 a month for you know X amount of months, it's based on your income after you graduate. And it started about 25% or 20% of your income, and then Bush lowered it down. He made it about 10 or 15% of your income. And down and down it continues to go. The vast majority now of student loans are income-based. Well, look, these people graduating from these whack-job liberal institutions that think it's okay to say, let's kill all the Jews, those people can't get a job in the world. <laughs> they don't have anything that's, they don't have a marketable skill that's useful. 
So they're coming out with this gigantic student loan debt. They're not getting a job, which means they're not paying the debt back because the debt, paying the debt back, their loan payment is based on how much money they're making, a percentage of how much money they're making, not the fact that they owe it. And you better get your butt to work and pay it back. You don't have to pay it back. The taxpayers are here to pick it up for you. And they structured it that way under Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden in 2010, so they could buy the votes of young people. And Joe, well, actually Barack, because this is his third term, is using it brilliantly right now to try to sway young folk to vote for Joe next year. But who gets to pay the brunt? You and me, the stiffs that are working every day, for these snot-nosed little brats that can't get a job. Oh, no, 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 no that won't get a job. Where in Rima next, KTSA. So I have been in the operating room most of my